Well-Being Podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today will be our third interview in a series of four with veterans who have transitioned into the civilian world. And my guest today is Grant Yoder. He's a low-voltage distribution dispatcher here at Consumers Energy. He's also a veteran of the Marine Corps and currently in the Michigan National Guard. So, Grant, if you will introduce yourself, we'll go ahead and get the conversation started. Yeah. Um, so, my, my name is Grant. Uh, and um, <clears throat> so, anything that I, uh, I say, I'm still an active member of the, the National Guard, right? So, uh, anything I say is, uh, is my opinion, doesn't reflect on the, the National Guard or Department of Defense. Um, and it is, uh, it's solely, uh, solely my opinion. Um, so, uh, but, um, but yeah, so I'm Grant and my, uh, uh my experience, uh, has been, uh, really amazing, uh, with, uh, with consumers. Uh, I have a, a wife uh, of 12 years and we have, uh, we have three kids. Um, there are uh, three, four, excuse me, uh, six, four and two, uh, right now. And, Sounds like you um, might be busy with that. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we are uh, most most definitely. Um, <laughs> and I, um, yeah, they're uh, they're amazing. Uh, but but yeah, kids uh, kids keep you busy for sure. We uh, our uh, our middle just started preschool again, and uh, and Sophia, our uh, our oldest, she's in first grade and she's she's loving it. Uh, I'm glad to be back in school. Uh, for sure. She, uh, she likes being in school instead of the, the homeschool stuff you're we doing before, uh, um, to, during the, the COVID stuff. So she, she likes being with her friends and hanging out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I joined the Marine Corps in, uh, 2006. Um, I was on active duty for, uh, nine, uh, nine and a half years or so. And, uh, they got deployed, uh, just one time, uh, during that, uh, that whole period. Um, I was uh, with the 7th Marine Regiment, and uh, we went over to Afghanistan for a little while, and uh, and came back. Uh, and it was actually in the uh, the middle of the, that uh, deployment. I uh, my uh, my MOS monitor, uh, the guy who uh, who managed uh, the placement of uh, my specific job, um, we uh, he told me that I was going to be moving units, even though we were in the middle of the deployment, and uh, I was going to go uh, join the Air Wing for a while. And so he. Uh, he pulled me out a little bit early, which was uh, kind of a blessing uh, for uh, for my family, and, uh, and I went over to, uh, to from California uh, over to, to North Carolina, and uh, was with the Second Marine Wing uh, for uh, for just a couple of years before I got out. Um, the reason why I decided to uh, to get out uh, was uh, we we just had our first kid, uh, Sophia, and it was uh, it was just starting a family. You know, we wanted to, to make sure that our, our life was, uh, was more stable and didn't have as many unknowns for training cycles and being gone for months at a time, even, even without deployments and still have, still have trainings that, uh, that take you away into the field for, uh, for a couple months. And it's just one more stability. And, uh, and Sarah picked Michigan, uh, cause she followed me around the country for a while. And so I told her she could pick wherever she wanted to go. And she picked, uh, Michigan cause she had some family up here. Uh, it's been uh, been pretty amazing. So, Grant, um, I know that everyone in the uh, Marine Corps is considered an infantryman first. Um, <laughs> what, what what was your other job in the Marine Corps? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was a MAGTAF planner, which doesn't uh, it's a Marine uh, Air Ground uh, Task Force planner. Um, but uh, we we just uh, 
we planned for uh, deployments, uh, you know, uh, years out uh, and did some uh, immediate planning uh, for and contingency plannings, which, uh, you know, uh, just have contingencies to uh, uh, to help uh, other countries if they get attacked by uh, by whoever or if somebody became a threat to the United States, then what we would do in response to that. Um, and uh, so and did uh, planning for uh, for deployments that were, that were coming up. Uh, as well as uh, exercises and, uh, and and some things like that. So I uh, it, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I was uh, that was one of the jobs, anyways. Um, so that was my my overarching job was to uh, to do a whole lot of planning. Uh, it was ba- it was basically uh, project management for uh, uh, for enlisted side, and it was it was really awesome. I, I met a, a lot of a lot of awesome people, and uh, I, I tell you the the job itself was uh, was amazing. Uh, so it just, but, uh, but I also got to, uh, while I was with, uh, 7th Marines, they're uh, an infantry regiment. Um, they, uh, they also gave me some collateral duty. Uh, and so they, uh, they put me in charge of their, uh, their firing training. So they're, and anybody who go into the range, uh, I got to, uh, coach them on, uh, on, on rifles and pistols and, uh, automatic weapons and, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, and, uh, then they, uh, they made me a, uh, a trainer as well, so not just uh, coaching them, but uh, had uh, some coaches uh, under me, and uh, we uh, we controlled the the simulated uh, is a simulated firing range. They they call it a, an ISMIT, uh, but and uh, so we we got to keep inventory of uh, a lot of stuff and ran uh, ran a whole lot of people through there, just uh, just having a lot of fun. Sounds like they equipped you well to uh, to be a parent of small children with with planning and training and coaching. Those are all very good things. So I heard you say that you decided at some point that it was time to leave the military. You were starting your family. You moved back here to Michigan. Talk a little bit about that transition from the military to the civilian world in not just, you know, getting the job, but what what's it like? Uh, you know, you're in the Marine Corps for nine and a half years, and now you're in a civilian job. And I got to think there's a couple of differences in how things operate. There, there definitely are. Um, so I, I don't know if I was uh, just super lucky or, uh, or really, really blessed, uh, but the my transition was pretty easy um, overall. Um, I, uh, I'd say that uh, if you're it's a requirement, at least it was when, when I was getting out, to go to uh, the separations classes uh, that they have and to take them seriously. Uh, so they went through a resume prep and uh, tried to reach out to uh, to local people um, to see if they could hire you locally. Um, just Because there's a, there's a really big problem with uh, with unemployed vets and uh, homeless vets. And there some some guys are just they're just not doing well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I... I don't know if I was lucky, uh, but seemed to be doing doing okay. Uh, but even on top of those uh, separations classes, they uh, they offered uh, uh, to send me away to uh, to school for two weeks uh, just to get some uh, some outside perspective of the military. Uh, and so they called it. Uh, it was through uh, one of the local colleges in uh, in Havelock, North Carolina. It was uh, Craven Community College, and so uh, they. Uh, I got like my uh, Lean Six Sigma yellow belt and uh, uh, some other some other training while we were there, and just uh, just exposure uh, to 
to, to life outside, I guess, because it's, you know, it's been, uh, been in it for so long. Uh, just, uh, it's very, uh, it's different. Um, you know, you're not swearing all the time. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, yeah. stuff like that. But the, the actual transition, uh, coming up to Michigan, uh, was, uh, was pretty scary. Um, honestly, uh, even though they, they equipped me well enough, uh, when I came up here, I didn't have a job and, uh, I didn't have a, a house of my own anyways. And so we, we came up here or I came up here ahead of Sarah and, and our daughter, Sophia, and they, I, I stayed with her, uh, her sister and her brother-in-law, uh, probably for about three months. Uh, we, we waited, uh, before I, uh, we, we had enough money saved up, uh, to, to go and get, uh, get an apartment and, then eventually we got a house and, and some other things. Uh, but, uh, but when I got up here, I, I immediately reached out to the, uh, the veterans center. Um, and I got my, uh, my appointments uh, done, uh, you know, like the, uh, the VA disability ratings and, uh, and things like that. And, uh, I also reached out to uh, the Michigan national guard pretty quickly, uh, just to, to make sure that the healthcare kept going and that, uh, there was just something else to, kind of keep me connected to the military something uh something familiar is kind of kind of like a, i guess a, a safety blanket i don't know um because uh still around military guys right uh but uh, but not all the time but it was uh it was real scary i i reached out to uh the michigan works um and uh, they they hooked me up with uh, a couple different places that uh that are super veterans friendly um I applied for it to work in a warehouse and I, I didn't really like that very much to be honest with you. Uh, but that, that didn't last very long there either. Cause I got a phone call from Corix, which is where I ultimately ended up working for, uh, for three or four years. Uh, but, uh, and so I started working at Corix, um, shortly after I, I got out, it was probably about a month, maybe a month and a half. Um, after I got out, um, I, I got hired in there and, uh, they, they were great too. Uh, so it was, a uh, it was a really good, uh, first job, first, say first real job, I guess, after I got out of the military, cause it, I, it paid well enough, uh, that, uh, I could take care of uh, myself and my family and, uh, the, uh, doing the meter installs for the smart energy program. I mean, they, uh, it was, uh, it was good for me. Uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't really ready to be around a ton of people all the time just cause, cause it wasn't. Um, but, uh, so they, uh, they loaded up my car with meters every day and, uh, they gave me a list of places to, to go and visit and change out meters. And that, uh, that, that's what I did. So it was, uh, it was really, really good for me. Uh, just being out, uh, my own space, my own head, just working and working and working. And, uh, about uh, a year, just after a year, after I started working there, uh, they, uh, they saw fit to promote me. So I guess I was doing something right. Um, and it was probably about, uh, about a good time. Uh, I guess that would have been a year, probably about a year and a half uh, after I, uh, I was out of active duty. Um, I was, uh, I was in a, a super good place, uh, with my family. We were pretty well established. Uh, and, uh, so it was, uh, it was awesome. Um, I mean, just, I guess my advice to anybody who's getting out is, you know, take, separation of classes seriously uh, take advantage of any extra education that uh, that your unit's offering 
uh, know where you're going before a week beforehand. I didn't. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and make sure that, uh, you reach out to, uh, local veterans agencies, uh, and, uh, and whatever, whatever say, I guess for Michigan, it's Michigan works. Um, and they were, they were so helpful. Like I, I can't, I uh, can't express, uh, can't express it enough. Uh, I, I remember the name of the lady that, uh, that helped me cause, uh, name was Kelly. And uh, she doesn't work there anymore. But uh, when she told me she was leaving, I made sure to to tell her thank you, and uh, just that uh, she was she was a big part of my uh, my transition, making sure that it was uh, it was successful, and it was uh, it was it was really scary uh, transitioning, but uh, but it was uh, I think as smooth as I I could have expected. So. Well, and I think that's that's some great advice to uh, take the classes seriously, have a game plan. All of those things, you know. I wanted to kind of go back to your transition. I heard a couple of things, and I and I can relate to this. I remember coming home and realizing that not everybody used colorful language uh, the way that we did in the military, and it's and it's not appreciated really in the civilian world. So there were some changes that I had to make. So what do you think were some of the things that you learned in the military that that maybe made it difficult for you? Uh, to transition into that civilian world, what were some of the hurdles that you faced? Um, being able to uh, being able to relax some. Um, we we were pretty uh, pretty active unit. Um, everybody knew their job really well, and everyone did their job really really well. And uh, working for for Corix was uh, was good for me. Uh, but it uh, it wasn't good for everybody that worked there. Um, they not everybody uh, wanted to push as hard or, or work as hard, I guess, and not really sure why. I had to keep reminding myself, and I, I went from a, a leadership position in the, the Marine Corps to a non-leadership. I was a you know sole contributor. It was uh, my job to go out and, uh, and install meters and focus on me and just make sure that uh, that what I did was uh, was good work. And uh, and so that was. That was kind of kind of challenging at first because you, know, you can come back and uh, some guys that only get uh, like half their quota for the day and okay you know it's just <laughs> so what do you think are some of the things that you learned in the military that helped you in that first job and to be successful and now you work for Consumers Energy um, what are some things that you learned what are some traits that you gained that make you a good employee or a good coworker I learned to be humble. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, there was, uh, uh, I had some, uh, some amazing leaders, uh, while I was in the, the Marine Corps. They, uh, just seeing, seeing them, uh, them work, uh, and how they, how they managed uh, me and, uh, and the, the guys that, that also worked, uh, for me and being, being put in that position. Uh, just, uh, is understanding that, uh, if you always put your best foot forward. Um, just making sure that uh, you take pride in uh, in everything that you do. Uh, so consumers energy is uh, you know leave it better than we found it, and that's uh, that that's generally uh, the uh, uh, the military way uh, as well. You don't want to uh, even if we're just going to a training area and if there's uh, garbage there when we get there. You know you, you pick it up and you you don't leave your garbage behind. Uh, just uh, making sure that uh, you have pride in what you're doing and uh, take your job seriously because. Uh, it it affects somebody 
um, you know, and uh, even doing the uh, uh, simple thing like the, the meter installs. Uh, we uh, had to inspect the meter socket um, before we uh, uh, we pulled it out and before we uh, we put a new one in to make sure we didn't miss anything. If we didn't do that and uh, like there was a crack in, uh, in one of the insulating blocks for underground service and you pulled it out, well, we're probably going to ground it out uh, if it's pulling real hard and then the customer's out of power for a couple hours. It's, uh, it's really, it would have been my fault, you know? Um, and so our, uh, our little decisions, uh, they, they matter. Uh, they matter a lot. Uh, and so I just, uh, I guess that's, that's part of what I learned and, uh, just becoming more disciplined in, uh, in education. Uh, because when I didn't initially, want to go into the, the military I, I started uh college first uh right out of high school and that uh, found out i i did not have the discipline for that just yet um and so i uh <laughs> uh yeah so i i joined uh, joined the military which was uh which is a really good move it's not for everybody but it was, it was really good for me uh, so learning uh you know, discipline and just making sure that uh just do, do your job you know no, and that, I mean all all good all good things to know and all good traits to bring to especially a new employer. So we're getting close to the end of the podcast, but before I wrap up, I was just wondering if there's anything else you'd like to share with the audience, a piece of advice. I know you talked about taking transition classes seriously and having a plan. Anything else you wanted to share before we close out? Um, yeah. So for uh, uh, for my, my fellow veterans uh, that are uh, that are working here at uh, Consumers, I uh, just wanted to say uh, thanks to all of you. Um, I know there's uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys have been through uh, a lot of different uh, different wars and just different circumstances. And so I just, just want to say thanks uh, thanks to everybody who served and thanks to everybody who uh, who continues to uh, to support to uh, support us. Um, and for the uh, the supervisors. My supervisor is Jared, uh, Jared Grandy. Um, he's, he's been awesome. Uh, I don't think I could have asked for a, a better, a better supervisor, uh, to start with, uh, coming here to consumers. He, he was also in the Navy. And so he, uh, he, he understood, uh, he understood a bit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but just, uh, just remember to be, uh, be flexible, especially if uh, you have members that are still in, um, I don't know if it's called an active reserve, uh, but in the, in the reserve or the, uh, the national guard having to go and do drill weekends and, uh, the summer trainings and stuff, it, it takes, uh, takes time, uh, it takes time from, uh, you know, us being, being away from our family and also takes us uh, time away from our regularly scheduled job at consumers. Uh, so just understanding that, uh, it, sometimes it's, uh, it's frustrating for us to have to leave. It's understanding that uh, we want to be at work too sometimes and uh, instead of drilling, but we have to go and drill and that schedule changes uh, very frequently. So I think last year there were, uh, there were six changes, which is one every two months, um, you know, um, but that's, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, and that's, uh, that's nothing that, uh, that we can control. It's just what's, uh, what's kind of handed down sometimes. So uh, just working with your employees and uh, I mean, being flexible, trying to fill gaps where, uh, uh, where, where you can. So I'm, I'm sure it, I know it can be hard. Um, and so, cause I, I did the supervisor stuff when I was with, uh, uh with Corex and I had to deal with uh, filling shifts and making sure that we still hit, you know, the, the number of meter installs that we were supposed to for the day. But uh, so I, I understand, uh, but it's, 
yeah, just be flexible and uh, be patient and be as understanding as you can be. Uh, I think that'd be about it. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast and thanks for joining us today. And thank you for your service as well. And it's a, it's good to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thank you for your service also. Hope you have a good rest of your evening. And thank you to the audience as well for joining us today. Be sure and tune in next week when my guest will be Army veteran Joe Malone.